I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm really asking for help from my quilty friends out here. So bear with me as I try to explain this. <gasps> I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hello, and welcome to today's episode, where it's just me, your trusty pal, Amanda. Um, I don't know if you heard in our episode, um, two episodes back, uh, we did a little announcement where Miranda is um, taking a little bit of a step back. So um, today, you're getting just me. Um, I am excited to tell you though, I have been so busy and um, our shop has been busy. I've been testing a pattern for Katarina Rochella. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and listen to that. Um, we chatted with her after I tested another pattern for her. But anyway, um, that'll led up to me making a ton of flying geese and a ton of sawtooth stars. And that's what I wanna to talk to you about today because let me tell you something. I never had made a flying geese block until this last fall, like October maybe. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm so glad I know how to make that. And then for some reason, like the last two um, client quilts I've made, like custom jobs have had a ton of flying geese because they were made out of sawtooth stars. And if you've never seen a sawtooth star, it has a larger square in the middle. And then on each side of the square are flying geese as the points. So like the triangle is pointing in towards the square. Um, and we'll post a picture up so you guys can see that. So if you're not watching, you can go check out the YouTube video to see what I'm talking about. But I, I'm now in another quilt that is taking a ton of flying geese to make yet more sawtooth stars. And I can't even tell you how much I never want to make one again, but also some things I've learned about flying geese in the process. So first of all, I, people were like talking about, oh, you can do the one at a time or you can do the four at a time methods. And I didn't know what anybody was talking about because I had never made one. And so when I finally made the first geese this fall um, for a project, another project for Katarina. Um, I was like, oh, that's cool. I just did the one at a time method because I was just making one block of the pattern that I was testing for that um, instead of a bunch. So I couldn't make a bunch of the same ones at once. Um, and I thought, oh, that's not too bad. Like you just take a rectangle, you snowball the corners and you know, the point in the middle makes the triangle and then you have your flying goose geese I don't know is one just a goose probably it's fine anyway the flying geese blocks are pretty cool and I've seen them in lots of quilts and so I was like oh I want to try that someday and then I made a nut a, a quilt with it for a client and I had to make the geese for the sawtooth stars and that used the quarter <laughs> what was it? I can't even remember. It's where you make a half square triangle and then you use uh, another square of the print that you half square triangle with a solid, lay that across the top quarter square triangle. That's what it's called. That's how you made the geese. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I 
that's, I liked that method. But then I started making another quilt that had sawtooth stars and it had you make the four at a time, no waste geese. And it does not matter how straight you make your seams or how spot on you think you're being, you will always have to trim up your geese. And that I think is the worst part to me is like, not just like squaring them up, but like, I don't know why trimming those seems worse than trimming any other block, but I think because they're smaller typically, um, and for some reason, like I could not get my points to match. And I know I've read all the tips and pointers out there, but for some reason, like I was just really struggling. And so I worked through that quilt. And then on the one I'm testing now for Katarina, it's, uh, I think you say it, Zeliga. Um, uh, they're also known as like Azulejos blocks or tiles. So if you look those up, you can see, but her quilt pattern is based on that tile motif. And so it has all these beautiful, you know, points and corners and again, more flying geese. And again, so much more trimming. I don't know. I like, I don't know. So many people swear by them and they want to make all their quilts with them because they're like, oh, they're so easy. They're so easy. But I don't know why I just really seem to struggle with them, but they seem to be a pretty popular uh, like idea right now in quilting. I keep seeing them all over the place in quilts that are being posted by people I follow online and just around in different patterns I'm seeing. And I guess I never really noticed them before because I was so stuck on like half square triangles because they're easy. But uh, I don't know, like you guys tell me down below, like, do you love making geese? Do you love like sawtooth stars? Do you have something else that you love to do or like a different method? I don't know. But um, all that to say, it was something I never had done before, like in four months ago. And now I feel like that's all I do is make flying geese and make sawtooth stars. So I'm excited to move on to something different uh, in the near future, but for now I'm finishing up my uh, test quilt for the new pattern and I'm really excited to have that done and be able to post about that and share it um, because it's a gorgeous pattern. And I'm hoping we can get Katarina on again soon so we can chat about it because it's, I'm just amazed that like these pattern designers that we've talked to in the past and like that we still, you know, are in communication with and stuff like how fast they can crank out patterns. And I, that's not my skill set. So I just am in awe of the dedication, the work they put into creating these beautiful works of art for us, the rest of us quilters to be able to like make and have and gift and whatever, but. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been, I don't know, it's been a weird couple of months because like I said, I, most of the patterns I've made or that I've been working with have some kind of flying geese or some kind of sawtooth star and it's been, it's been wild. But um, the other thing that I was thinking was uh, maybe there is a way, like, I don't know, is there a way to do the four at a time? 
more accurately? Like, is there some way, is there something I'm just missing that makes them more difficult? And then this was what I was gonna say is when I was making the forward of time for this latest um, client quilt I'm working on, some of the, uh, some of the seems like they overlapped. And so in the point of the middle triangle, there's like a little flap of fabric that came from the previous set. Like, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm really asking for help from my quilty friends out here. So bear with me as I try to explain this. So at, in the four at a time method, you take a larger square, and then you take two the two smaller squares that are going to be the centers, and you lay those diagonally across the larger square, right? So you sew quarter inch seam along the uh, the middle of those two smaller squares. You cut that apart, just like you would like a half square triangle, and then you're left with two pieces that have the two white triangles like sticking out of the top, and then you add to each of those. You add the you know, background square to uh, the middle of that bottom point of the color or the print, and then you sew down, do the quarter inch seams. So that's where I messed up, I think, because when I was sewing those quarter inch seams, I was, I watched my seam allowance really carefully. But then when I got my resulting flying geese, the, the triangle in the middle, there, was some overlap of like from the previous piece. Like, I don't even know if I'm explaining it right. So that's something that I need to contend with and try to figure out because that's gonna be some time of seam ripping and taking those pieces apart just to get those little chunks, extra chunks of fabric out because it has definitely made those like points harder to deal with because it's thicker right there because that fabric piled up and I don't know if I, I don't know, I checked my cutting requirements. Like I, I used the correct square, so I don't know. Anyway, have you, as a quilter, have you like done a pattern where you end up doing like a motif from that pattern or you end up doing a certain kind of block like over and over again and you just get so sick of it? <laughs> And you can still appreciate the beauty of it, but you just like never want to make one again for a while. I feel like that's where I'm at, but that's okay. Um, I know eventually I'll come back around to it because I always do. I get, I do something a lot and then I get sick of it for a minute, but then I always come back to it because I'm like, oh, you know what? I did, I do miss doing that or I did like that process or whatever. So <sighs> I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but um, yeah. Comment below, tell me, like, what is your thing that you had to walk away from because you just did it too much and now you're like taking a break or something that you've taken a break from before? Because I just don't want to feel alone in this, I guess, because right now I do feel like, am I crazy for thinking this way? But I don't know. I think quilting is just that thing where because you have to make so many blocks and because you have to make so many pieces, you do make a lot of whatever you decide to make. And so you have to like really know that you like that look or that you are gonna be able to appreciate the end product to make some of those things. But I don't know, it's just been interesting because it's not something I really thought about too hard. Like, oh, I'm gonna 
you know, make it my mission to make flying geese and figure this out. And, and here I am. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild time. Like my mom was on a trip and so I was working on, you know, work stuff by myself, which is great. You know, it's kind of fun to have alone time, but, uh, then my parents got sick and so I wasn't going to the house because I didn't want to get sick and so I was trying to work here at my house and my mom was doing stuff there that she could do and then um then they left on a trip so then it was another like week of being you know working by myself and so it just really made me appreciate the quilting process a lot more because I think we forget especially when, you know, when I'm working with my mom, there's two hands. So we're always getting stuff done and it feels like we get it done really fast. But then I'm like, I think I just forgot how long the process actually takes when it's just you. And so, um, I think I have a better, a new, I guess not better. Cause I've always had a good high appreciation for the process, but I think it just reminded me like, Hey bro, <laughs> this actually takes a long time if it's just you and especially when you're really focused on creating something high quality and making sure your seams are good and that you iron everything nicely and that it that it's done well and correctly it it takes so much time and so thankfully like everybody's been really understanding and we haven't gotten too far behind but um it's just been kind of a challenge. Like I always think, oh, I can whip that out really fast. But then obviously things take like three times longer than I decide they take in my head. And so then when I'm like, quote unquote behind, I start to get down on myself. I'm like, no, actually I have to stop myself and think like, no, I am taking my time. You know, this is a long process. This is art. I'm not just like whipping out an easy little blanket that I just sewed the edges of like I'm creating a masterpiece and I have to remember that like this is this is how I'm expressing myself and this is how I'm helping other people express themselves you know if they're if they don't have the skills themselves but they have a vision like we're helping bring that vision to life and so um these last few weeks have been a good reminder of that like it's okay to take your time it's okay to not be a machine and just pump out quilts every five seconds because that's not real that's not reality and I don't think people expect that hopefully you know that they understand what they're asking for when they're asking us to make a quilt I think they're pretty understanding and patient so it's just been a wild wild time and I'm very excited that we are busy so that's good and you know it's it's what we were have been hoping for um yeah but those little reminders are just nice every once in a while like it's okay slow down take your time like don't be hard on yourself um and I think if anything that's like my biggest pitfall when it comes to quilting is I get really hard on myself and and I feel like when I'm in that mode I make more mistakes because I'm like thinking about them I'm thinking about mistakes I've made or I'm thinking about you know something I did wrong and so then I'm not really focusing on the task at hand and um and then that's where I mess up a lot and so it's really worth having like that good mindset going into it 
And I don't want my quilts to be infused with sadness or hurting. And so I try to keep a positive attitude when I'm working on, on quilts because I want them to be infused with, with loving and kindness and all the things that are intended when you are receiving or gifting a quilt because they're, they're something that's lasting and, you know, can be passed down for generations. We all talk about like, oh, our, my grandma quilts or my great grandma used to quilt or whatever. Like, yeah, that's generations of, of love being passed down. And so that's a good reminder too. Like always keeping that in mind, like this is somebody's gift of love to someone else. So like, or to themselves even. So I want to be able to put my own love and appreciation into it as well. So anyway, all these things, it's a lot. There's like a lot of, um, I think there's like a lot of good things going around with quilting. I think sometimes there is some negativity around it and some people can get really like stuck in how they think it should be done. But I think the more of us that are trying to bridge that gap and be like, no, like this is self-expression. This is creation of art. Like people can quilt or make it happen however they choose or want to. I think the easier it's getting for more and more people to get into quilting because there's so many more of us who are willing to like bring people along with us and help and show, show our love for the craft and and bring more people along and so um that's why I love this community that's why I want to keep doing this podcast because I love interacting with you guys and sharing my journey as well as hearing about yours and so it's um I'm just really grateful I'm really grateful and I uh I need to find it because I it popped up on the 11th was that two days ago the 11th was actually my fifth, the fifth anniversary of the day, the official day that I started quilting. I thought it was six years, but apparently I was miscounting. So five years ago is when I made my first quilt. And yeah, I mean, you can go back to previous episodes and hear those that story because Miranda and I had the same uh the same story you know same starting because she we started on the same day with our friends and um yeah so just thinking about the last five years and how crazy it's been and how fun it's been and how much we've all have grown in our quilting skills and the community that we are part of and the people we've met and it's been really cool so anyway um I'm going to keep this one short because I feel like I'm rambling but I just also want to let you guys know I really appreciate you. So thank you for tuning in. If you watch the YouTube, thank you for watching us, me chat. And um, if you haven't checked out the YouTube videos, um, that's where we can kind of show off what we've been talking about. Or if you're not sure about a visual or something, like we we pop in pictures of the things that we're talking about for context. So if you need that, it's there for you. But yeah, just lots of love and gratitude. And I think January was wild and it didn't really feel like the start of the new year because things were just so crazy, but I'm feeling like refreshed and ready for this next year of, of quilting and learning more. And, and now I'm really like 
practiced uh, flying geese and sawtooth stars. So if you need help, let me know. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Um, other than that, I am hoping to get some more guests coming up soon and um, and give you guys more content. So uh, hopefully you stick around and check those out when they come out. Um, that's it for today. Hopefully uh, you guys are having a great, or you've had a great weekend if you're listening to this on Monday when it comes out, or hopefully that things have been going well for you and uh, we will chat next time. Bye.